Hey, welcome to Craft Talk. I'm Tito Mendoza, and this podcast is a collection of interviews with people of different disciplines, ranging from creativity, business, and lifestyle. By diving into my guest's story and learning about how they approach their craft, I hope that these conversations help you find different ways to improve your own. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Craft Talk. My name is Tito Mendoza, and today we're talking all about the stressful but also exciting world of event planning. And to talk about this subject, I'm joined by an old colleague of mine. She's an event manager and has worked with some of the most recognizable brands in hospitality. She's also the co-host of a podcast called Talk To Me Miha. Please welcome to the podcast, Crystal Grajales. Hi, Crystal. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time <laughs> to talk to me. It's it's always nice to talk to people from my Orlando days. I know. I feel... How long have we known each other? Since 2015. Is that when you started at... Uh, yeah. I think that's where our journey started together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yacht and beach. Yeah. So, I yeah, as I mentioned, Crystal and I used to work together in Orlando, specifically in the hotel and banquet events space in convention centers. We worked in different departments, but we were pretty much all on the same team to make these events happen. Are you allowed to share what companies we worked for? I mean, I'm, I'm out of the industry, so... <laughs> No, we, you know, definitely on our podcast, uh, Talk To Me Miha, you know, my co-podcaster, yeah. we kind of make jokes, you know, we say we worked for La Cheese or The Mouse, La um, but, <laughs> you know, to make it like a good spin. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, there's no like shake of the handshake uh, at all. You know, I'm very proud of working for these two awesome uh, hospitality industries. Yeah. You know, can probably tell you a little bit, but our world is a little bit crazy. My journey kind of started back in 2013 when I was in college and I was doing um, advertising, marketing, communications at Fashion Institute Technology. And then it kind of transitioned to mitering and events and kind of that's where it really streamlined my passion, my interests in events, um, because I had such a great opportunity of shadowing and working at HBO's film festival. And then also uh, partnering up with Oxygen slash Bravo um, at the time. And it was it was such a great eye opening. And then an opportunity came with Disney. And um, I did my internship at Disney. And it, it was a great opportunity because I got to meet Tito, yeah. uh, who has been such a great buddy of mine because our journey has not just been at Disney, but also has transitioned to other brands. Um, right. And I worked there for about gosh, I want to say almost three years as an assistant in events. And man, that was a really wild time. You know, I had such a great opportunity of working with Raytheon, working for PwC, if anyone knows that company, um, and just working with large uh, corporations and helping out our senior managers and uh, doing affiliates for those events, you know, such as Gardner. And really partnering up uh, kind of the start of it in the convention world business uh, and kind of seeing how that came from being a meeting planner. Because, you know, that I feel like I like to compare working for HBO Film Festival and, you know, also doing 
events for Oxygen and Bravo, it was really kind of the meeting planner kind of side of it. Yeah. And when I got to Disney, I was more of the convention services side of it, which mm. was so different from the world. I, you know, our job basically, <laughs> Tito can tell you this completely, is we are there to cater the client. And right. Whatever the client wants, no matter if it's, it's kind of like, I like to compare it to how high can you jump? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you get it for me right now? And you're like, yes, yes, yes. I'll get it for you right now. Totally. When they say Disney magic, it's like we make uh, pixie dust happen. <laughs> you know, like we, we have it. <laughs> it's, it, it's like Mickey Mouse can pop up forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There he's is, in the corner. Right. There is no like, no, like no is a very tough uh sell at disney <laughs> exactly and you know in disney everything is constantly changing and evolving mm -hmm. um in the entertainer uh entertainment industry yeah so i think it's so interesting to see it in the events point of view uh, how that kind of integrates with our our regular park guests um so it was such a great eye-opening for me because it really showed me that this is exactly what i what i wanted to continue in um, what my journey was and where my passion really lied. And then that transitioned over to working in the Ritz Carlton here in Orlando, Grand Lakes, yeah. um, which is the wildest time of my life for the past, you know, the three years that I was there. Yeah. Um, and it kind of got me back to my road uh, and being with Tito and tag teaming with him on a lot of my events, you know, for the first time ever, I was the event manager in that in that hotel and in that brand. Mm. And, you know, the world are so different. And I think you could speak from even my behalf, like being in a luxury brand and being an entertainment brand, mm -hmm. two different things completely. Right. It's like, it is wild. Yeah. I mean, I thought... I don't know. I always used to think that saying no was terrible at Disney, but no was like, it was like, I don't know, putting a death sentence if you said no. Yeah, it was Carlton. almost like, am I going to be afraid to lose my job if I say no to this client? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is, I'd love to, we'll break this down um, in this podcast just about the differences, but I want to go back to, you were mentioning your school. What was the the program that you were in again? So I did advertising marketing communications. And okay. in my senior year, I was approached by one of my professors that I was pretty close with. And they were kind of working on doing minors and they're not doing them anymore. Yeah. Uh, just because of how intense that school is. But she approached me and she said, Hey, how would you feel like if we rolled out events? Like, would you be interested? And I really was passionate in PR, um, marketing, and my professor looked at me and she was like, Crystal, that's exactly what events is, just mm. a bit different. What were you thinking of doing before events? Like, what was your Im initial goal? I really thought I was going to be in PR. I wanted to be part of a PR um, industry. I wanted to be kind of, I wanted, not in the fashion industry, for more of, I want to say, like television PR. Okay. I really enjoyed my time when I was at Bravo and when I was uh, doing ox well, Oxygen and Bravo at the same time. I thought that was just such a unique opportunity for myself that really like gave me the eye opening 
Um, and even before that, <laughs> I tried TV production at uh, Good Morning America, and it was it was it was awesome. Like it really was. You know, the the great thing about going to FIT was that I was able to get all these opportunities because of my professors or, you know, kind of networking with different people. Um, I, I'm, it's so crazy. I always laugh because I'm so different from when the girl I was, you know, eight years ago mm -hmm. to the girl I am now. I mean, like I never slept. <laughs> I did, you know, uh, 21 credits. I worked part-time late at night. I, you know, still had a social life and I interned at the same time. You were on that grind life. I was on that grind, you know, yeah. I was like, I'm hungry, give yeah. it to me, whatever, let's go with it. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, and I was very lucky, you know, some of my girlfriends kind of knew people and gave my resume and kind of that's how I, I got into it. But I really thought I was going to be in PR and I was going to work for a television um, network. I, you know, I, I thought about Disney just because of such a huge corporation that they are and how mm -hmm. well known. And I wanted to put something obviously like that on my resume, but I thought it was going to be like a New York city girl live there for the rest of my life. Mm. And it, it kind of, it was the best thing that ever happened to me to be very frank, um, kind of minoring in events and seeing how that transitioned. Um, and seeing how PR marketing, um, and communications, all three of those things kind of really, uh, intertwine with events you you would never think of it but those are tools that you need like every day um i think even in, even me being an event manager uh i need marketing skills i need communication skills yeah. um and even you know pr because in the two brands that i worked for you know disney and rich carlton they're held at such a high standard that when there's a huge situation that happens. You want to nip it in the butt before it becomes an issue for a PR standpoint. Mm. And I've had that opportunity being at Disney and being at Ritz Carlton where, you know, those situations did arise, but thankfully because of I, my skill set and what I brought to the table, um, I was able to kind of look at it from a different point of view. And I, and I think maybe growing up in New York city was such a benefit too, because you know, you have that hustle in you constantly or your wheels are always turning. Right. You probably know too, how to diffuse a situation. And I'm, I'm curious, um, you, you dropped some bombs as far as like names, right? Like you got HBO, mm -hmm. Bravo, Disney. Um, when you were, before you started going to the event route like that minor what were some of your roles in that space like what did you learn there you know i in pr i think you you think about the client you know you think about the person that you're representing um in television it was really talking about the company and it's and standing for their brand their values um and kind of you know the thing about being an intern is sometimes you don't always get to fill those big shoes like you see in the television shows you're like oh i'm gonna go in pr i'm gonna write my own like public statements like this is gonna be amazing mm. and i wasn't really like that you know i did have those moments where i would definitely get involved in different projects that they had any 
any, um, for example, I want to say television shows that they were launching, um, we would get together, I would be there, you know, like a little minion in the background, taking it all in and listening to them and kind of going and giving my input. Let's say, you know, I saw a trend that was going on, how we should approach it in a PR standpoint, like how should we advertise it? Mm. Um, And then also how do we, how do we put the statement out there that intrigues people and intrigues you know i think at the time that i was kind of doing my i want to say my my internship in bravo yeah it wasn't as big as it is now you know it it, our world has changed completely and it all stems from social media Mm -hmm. um has changed the game completely yeah uh so when i was working for them it was kind of keeping that the company alive almost because we did have you know housewives um we had little shows but it's nothing compared to what the empire is today mm. at all i mean to see how it is you know started the way it's thrived i mean it's incredible i i really enjoyed my time working for Bravo. Um, even when I did my TV production, I was, you know, on the floor making sure that we were ready to set, um, filming stage was quiet. Um, you know, working to make sure that anything that, uh, the, the crew needed, I was there. It was really incredible to kind of see it behind people's eyes and sometimes sitting back and be like, Whoa, like, uh, is this something I want to do? The, you know, seeing their responsibilities and seeing how that, you never know, like, I like to say, like, what you want to be when you grow up until you actually, you know, intern. And I think the word intern should really be called the word shadow. Um, yeah. Sometimes you stick with one person, sometimes you don't stick with one person. But I, I think sometimes people think internships are like, you're getting in, you're going to have all these responsibilities, and it might not be the case. Um and then when I did HBO, my responsibility was kind of booking the private events um, that we had for HBO. So that would be like uh, any of their after parties, creating a, an event staff for it, uh, making sure catering was in check, meaning the food was ordered, it was on our budget, uh, sending out the direct marketing uh, emails out to our sponsors, making sure that our sponsors were happy. Um, So it it was a great opportunity, uh, but it was really, I would say like on the meeting planner side than anything else, rather doing event management. I think people get those two things completely confused because when you're the meeting planner. Yeah. Can you please explain? Okay. I didn't even, okay. This is really good because I'll be honest, I'm going (laughs) to, I I didn't know that there was a a big fundamental difference. So you're saying there's a difference between a meeting planner versus event planner. Yes. Yes, Because, uh, you know, there, it depends. I think with each company, they use them very differently. Okay. But for an actual meeting planner, when you are the meeting planner for that company, you are basically, you're given (laughs) direction by your um, CEO or your director mm-hmm. and your director is going to say, Hey, listen, we need to have a meeting of 45 people. We need room, you know, rooms, a room block. We need food and beverage, but this is our budget. What can we do? You go for it. 
And so, you know, that meeting planner kind of shops, I want to say, you know, they shop sometimes at Marriott, they shop at Hilton. Sometimes they'll have like, you know, an international sales director with different brands. And that's usually what happens. You know, a lot of these sales directors that are part of these convention centers or part of these um, hospitality businesses, they're, they're already connected as it is. It's just kind of where does this meeting planner think that everyone can meet in? Uh, what city is the best uh, appropriate for, you know, the clientele that they're serving? What hotel is going to meet that budget, not go over that budget? So I think in a meeting planner standpoint, there's a lot of planning that goes into it because, you know, you're kind of always juggling the numbers. <laughs> you're always being like, well, you know, I, I can only use this much for AV. I can only use this much for food and beverage. I can only use this much for transportation. Oh, crap. I don't have, you know, I don't have budget that I can cover room and tax for everybody. So there's so many that I think people get confused with. And, and an event manager, you know, I have met event managers. For example, um, I worked with my director um, at Ritz-Carlton for Apple. And the person that was our main contact was an event manager, but they were basically a meeting planner. It was just that their company called them an event manager. Mm. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I think when they do have an event manager of their of their actual company um, or corporation, just like Apple, they usually come with their own AV. Uh, they come with their own like decor team. They also come with multiple people, like little minions all over the place uh, that deal with like transportation, um, that, you know, deal with their room and rooming lists. There's so a lot I of moving seen pieces. That before. There's a lot of moving pieces. But I think that's for bigger corporations like Apple, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of lists of names. Medical companies, definitely. And for an event manager at a convention hotel, you are the. <laughs> main person that this meeting planner is talking to right so if you don't jive from the very get-go you're not going to jive any moment of the pre-planning phase to when the client's on site and whatever you're kind of communicating out to your team is probably not going to go as well as if you had great communication i've had one in mind um who was terrible a terrible meeting planner terrible you know, like she would want one thing, but then it would be like, I needed a different thing. And it was like kind of playing guessing games with that person. So therefore what I was communicating to my team Mm -hmm. wasn't correct because she didn't know how to communicate correctly what she, what her needs and wants were. So, you know, I think meeting planners, and I think you probably have had this before being at Disney and being at Ritz Carlton is they have a big want list yeah and then they also have a needless yeah it's like a it's like one big game of telephone and i guess let me recap just so make sure i can i can understand it too so let's just give an example so there's this big corporation that wants to hold an event in orlando the ceo either has hired somebody third party or within their own company Mm -hmm. to be the uh Mm -hmm. the meeting planner right and mm-hmm. and the CEO is like, we have this many people. I want to do an event. Here's our budget. Make it happen. The meeting planner yep. then shops around and figures out what the best space is. 
once they pick a mm-hmm. space, they are now assigned an event manager, which is you. Does that sound right? Yep. Yep. They, they have an event manager who then is kind of the bridge between the client and the the event staff. Correct. So you're the one that's getting all everything the thrown at. It. Yeah, because you have the client end going, yeah, yeah. I want this. And then you have yeah. and you're me, like, me yeah. being on the, the event team and the AV team going, Crystal, what do they want? And if <laughs> if your event if your meeting planner doesn't give you clear direction, you're just like in the middle going, uh I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's me it's me telling Tito Tito, she just wants a screen. I don't know what type of screen yeah, exactly. she just wants a screen. I don't right. know. Just please play something for her. I can't hear her anymore. That's that's so hard. How do you balance that communication with like you obviously want to give good information to the 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 team that's executing the event. But how do you manage that when the client like you had that you were talking about is not giving you anything? You know, I I think you will always meet pros and cons. Uh, when you are doing events and you're an event manager for a convention center, because sometimes even it could be the other side, meaning the hotel doesn't give you the right information. You're giving the wrong information to your client. Um, something that's kind of always helped me, but always has made me nervous is that I always hosted a pre con, which basically what that means is a pre-conference mm-hmm. with my whole entire hotel staff that has been involved with my client from the very get-go, so sales, AV, food and beverage, banquets, um, you know, who's been dealing with the rooms, front desk, all different types of folks. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always helped me because, one, I think the hotel can see from my standpoint if this client's going to be extremely difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Heads up. (laughs) I think, heads up, you're seeing it for yourself. See what I'm dealing with. no, but I think, you know, kind of narrowing that that expectation. And if the questions are confusing, meaning, let's say I have not given the right information, and let's say the client, you know, during pre-con is giving the information right there and then, we're all hearing it from the horse's mouth. And also, we can adjust as we go, because I always like to do the pre-cons. Um, and my client's always fine with that, because usually they fly into town two days prior to. Mm. I always do it two days prior to an event. Because nine times out of 10, I might have missed something because I didn't look for that. And it's because my mind is always going a thousand miles a minute Yeah. because I'm trying to accomplish everything for the client before they arrive. So I think that's always helped me. And I think also what's helped me is I've always had a very good relationship with my partners. You know, I don't, I don't see anybody as like, some people will see it as I'm an event manager, you know, I'm better than you. Mm, yeah. You got to listen to me. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. I've never been that mindset. I've always thought it's always one team, one dream. We're yeah. all trying to accomplish one dream, which is basically let's make this person happy, mm-hmm. pay their bill, walk yeah. out the door and please come back. You know, yeah. like I've always thought in that way and and but also giving great customer service you know i always anytime i've had a difficult client or i've had a difficult situation i sit back and i think one if i was in this person's shoes how would i like to be treated or how would i want 
this situation uh, rectified or approached. And I think that's helped me because I sit back as I try to be the outsider and think, okay, maybe this is the person's first rodeo. Mm. How often does that happen? Mm. More than I you'd would like? Say, well, I would say more than I like. Um, unfortunately, when you are an event manager and not a senior manager, you will get first-time meeting planners. But sometimes, you know, I've had first-time meeting planners that I have loved. Really? Okay. I, I adored them and they're the best. And then sometimes where it's been hand-holding, walking them through everything. But again, like I think that always makes me stronger in my customer service skills, my planning skills, and just like as a person overall, because I think those moments kind of make you sit back and like, you're like, okay, I got to dial it back 20 times. Yeah. Let me slow it down a little bit more. And so it, it helps all the time, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I, I totally get what you mean by when you talk about the pre-con, the pre-conference, how I feel like that alone, it, it generates trust between the client and, and yourself. Can you, yeah. can you walk me through like your first, when you first interact with the client, what are some of the things that you're focused on in making sure you're gaining that trust? Are you kind of just trying to relate to them personally or like, what are you looking for? I guess, what kind of vibes are you trying to send out to make sure that they trust you because that just trust alone will make sure it'll go smoother. I think what's always helped me with any client, you know, being first introduced to them is I email them immediately and I follow up with a phone call afterwards. Ah, okay. See, the thing is that people don't realize is that these contracts sometimes are, I want to say, and I'll, I'll say this phrasing as to my partners, uh, that these contracts that come to the event manager sometimes have been in the sales manager's hands because they've been negotiating so many things. So that client might be waiting for somebody for about two weeks until they finally, it finally gets to me. Mm. So sometimes it always makes like me laugh because my partners would be like, cause I would find out who were my partners, who should I go to for certain things? And they would say, I'm busy. Like this person can wait. This contract just got turned over. And I always used to say, you don't understand, like this person's kind of been waiting for two weeks to finally speak to somebody. Like, I want to make sure we're on top of our game, on top of our ball. And I think one thing that I definitely learned from my mentor at Disney is that if you don't have the answer, always email, always say, I'll get back to you or more to come. I think that builds trust. I think it's always difficult to read somebody almost when you're doing blind calls to somebody. Mm -hmm. I think that builds over time. I think, you know, for me, they always see if they ask me a question, I get back to them before 24 hours. And I think right there and then that's what builds the trust with every one of my customers. Absolutely. I think what's interesting is um, I kind of work on a completely opposite kind of industry now where I am the customer and I deal mm-hmm. with a lot of um, vendors who like where I am the customer and having the experience of providing good customer service has really, it, it's, it's really amazing because now that I'm on the other side, when I have an issue, I always know the really good 
vendors by the way how fast they respond not they don't have mm-hmm. i'm not expecting someone to like respond at like midnight or whatever but mm-hmm. just the it's so much better when you get a response saying i'm not sure let me look into that than nothing at all absolutely you know i've had i've worked alongside people event managers that have ignored their clients questions because they don't know the answer to it and it knits them in the butt because that's not what people like you know i think if you go past 24 hours without answering your client, like, dude, you best be dead, like in the street. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's Disney life, baby. In- <laughs> Hashtag Disney life. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the wrong industry because yeah. that's not the client's expectation. They are being held up to a high standard from their person who asked for this meeting. Right. Therefore, they're expecting the same from their you know, their vendor, who they're going to. Yeah. And that's the reason why, like, sales managers will always say, oh, you know, this is the best brand, best hotel, where we have the best staff, like, you're going to be so happy. And I think of Ritz Carlton, that always challenged me in ways because people's expectations were always so different. Mm-hmm. But I think what they always admired me, I always hear at the end of the day, was that they could always trust me. Like, if I didn't have the answer, I can always get to them. If there was a problem, I was never scared enough to like be like, oh, I can't deal with that. Let me send somebody. No, I would like nip it in the butt right away. And I would, whether it was, you know, the client asking for something ridiculous, like, can I put an elephant in a meeting space? Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah. absolutely not. Like, but I have different options for you that you can put in the convention right. center. So, it's not a straight no. It, it's like... Well, we can't do an elephant, but here's your options. And I think when you open up options, they don't even care that you said no. Exactly. And I think, yeah, and I learned that from our general manager at Ritz Carlton. I think from hearing him and listening to him and him explaining how, what the Ritz Carlton brand was about and their standard and how it's better to have options than to say no, I think people are more disappointed. But again, it's, you have to look at it as if you were in their shoes or, you know, you were a customer going to this hotel and someone told you no without giving you options, that gets you annoyed. That gets you peeved. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like there is an option. You're just not giving it to me. Right. I think what's the other kind of element to the whole thing is that because you and I have worked for these brands that are so well known that there's a lot of money involved. So mm-hmm. if you can't make something happen, you're 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 kind of leaving the customer going, "Why am I spending all of this money if yeah. you can't make uh, this quote unquote simple request?" Right, like an elephant. Why can't you make an elephant happen, Crystal? But you're like, <laughs> "Well, we can put a fake lion." You know, like yeah, we have yeah. props or something. Would that work yeah, for you? Exactly. <laughs> but I they, had, I made crazy, crazy requests throughout right. like my years of being an event manager. Um, and some have been like really interesting. Some have been, uh, you know, kind of something I didn't know about. Uh, but again, it's like kind of going back to having a good partnership with your hotel because, you know, talking about pre-con, if your hotel doesn't trust you, your client's going to see through you during your pre-con, a thousand percent. So if you don't have good partnership with your team, your client's going to smell it off of you and they're going to be like, I'm trusting this girl with like, you know, this 
I want to say $60,000 event. Let's just say I'm giving like a rough estimate. It's probably more than that. Um, but you know, for example, like that, they, I mean, meeting plans are not stupid. Like yeah. they know how to take advantage of you. They, I mean, right. they know what to ask, what not to ask for. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's been a, it's been a crazy road. Yeah. It, it's kind of a unique balance when, okay. So like you and I worked at Disney for a long time mm-hmm. and Disney is well known for this kind of like Disney nice character. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes it might come off as fake because it's so Disney clean, nice. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the event industry where we have this, like, it's funny because it, it's like, a mix of the Disney nice with a little edge to it because we have to be assertive when mm-hmm. running these events. Like it's like a weird professional nice with a little edge to it. But it, it's it's really interesting. Like the skill set that you have to learn and learn how to balance where you still have to be Disney. But if you get too Disney, you're going to get walked all over. A thousand percent. I yeah. used to have um, another mentor from Disney and he told me, I can teach you how to write event orders. I can teach you how to write an email. I can teach you how to work, um, you know, under pressure or fixing problems. But if you don't have the personality for it, they're going to know right away and they're going to walk all over you. Yeah. He, he always told me personality is such a big thing. You can't be like, you know, sheltered. You can't be too much of something. You know, you kind of have to be in the middle. And I think... For me, I've always seen it that way, being at different brands or different hotels at Disney and also being at Ritz-Carlton. You know, Ritz-Carlton had a different standard than JW. So when I did events with JW, it was more relaxed. It was laid back. But when I was at Ritz-Carlton, it was a different, you know, I don't want to say it was performing because it's not like that. But I think it's matching to what the climate is around you. The brand. When When I did events at Disney when I was doing bigger corporations, sometimes depending on their climate, it was different. It, some other clients, it was more laid back where we we used to go to lunch together and we used to get dinner and, you know, I still have a great rapport with them after, but that's, yeah. again, like it just, it deals with the climate or the person that you're dealing with or the corporation. I mean, I think the most, <laughs> the scariest group I think I've ever worked for I would say was Tupperware. Okay. Wow. Tupperware. All right. (laughs) Because I was doing their board members, but everyone was always so serious. Like, I think after they, you know, I think I did, I was their main person for all their events that they did at Ritz Carlton. Yeah. I think after the first three times they got to know me, it was more relaxed. Like it was like, okay, a family's returning, like everything's good. But the first three times... It was, you know, because it was a different type of personality. It was a different type of climate, you know, depending what was going on, um, what they were speaking about. Sometimes it it was more like more serious than others. But, you know, it's being respectful to that. Um, But, yeah. Oh, God. I was like. You have to to be able to feel the pulse right away or else you're Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to keep up. Mm -mm. Yeah. Absolutely not. I want to do a little fun segment because because of the events we were talking just about how like how much money is involved. So like <laughs> the ones that I've been around, it runs the gamut from like 
pharmaceutical companies to insurance to small weddings mm -hmm. and even the small weddings are like disney weddings so you have like horse and carriage like it's 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 nuts right um yep. i want to go back and forth or maybe just share one of like one of the most memorable kind of like is this real like is this a real event like craziness right i'll start one mm -hmm. of the best um i don't know if it was best but like one of the most memorable events that i've ever been a part of as far as like being us on staff is this birthday party for a one-year-old kid and it was like the whole ballroom right and and for people who don't know these convention centers are massive the whole ballroom was wrapped around in drape everything was like lit and the there was like this dining room table that was beauty and the beast like it was like this custom made table and the like the teapots were like an, like were animated so they all moved for a one year old and i believe if i'm if i'm remembering this correctly the audio visual budget which was my department it was like the av and the entertainment alone was a million dollars that's without food it, it was like outrageous so this is like the pressure that you're dealing with you're like you got to make this happen if they're paying a million dollars just for the Absolutely. av it absolutely yeah it, it was like man what's a two what's the second birthday gonna be like <laughs> yeah what is what is that gonna look like yeah it was nuts. oh man i've heard i've heard crazy stories about people that come to disney yeah. and do events for birthday parties but like we're not talking about you know cheap like chuck e cheese we're talking about like chuck e. they go yeah. all out like they, yeah. they're having the frozen characters things that things that we wouldn't even allowed for other like clients yeah they're getting the service yeah yeah um, if you have the money you could you can make it happen you can make it happen anything make it listen yeah they're there for you yeah do you have any in uh, the, mind that I you can do. share i yeah uh so i worked with my mentor back at disney uh, we had a European group that was coming to the United States for the first time. They were coming from uh, Netherlands. Okay. And their their group um, was known for, gosh, I want to say it was computer software, I believe. And they wanted to go all out. I mean, when I say all out, they wanted to, there was no shelling expense. Like, these people came to Disney they signed their contract a year before because I was on that planning mm -hmm. um, event and they would fly to United States and do like food tastings with us probably every three months. Wow. So that could just tell you right away. They didn't give a shit. Like money was not like a, a thought in their mind. Like they were like, yes, we're going to go all out. We're going to be at Disney. And what was the um, occasion the again? Is it a birthday? Or what was it? Just like it was a it was a convention center. It was just a regular, uh, I want to say, like business event where oh, they okay. were bringing all of their people to United States. Just one big party. Okay. <laughs> just one big, they had a conference. Like, I want to say they did have, but it wasn't like their sole thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, like, their last event was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it was something that, uh, Disney event group who is uh, geniuses. Yeah. I mean, like they're the ones the Disney event group 
that make us look good when it comes to the, the, the entertainment magic. side. Yeah, they're the magic. They're the magic. Yeah. You know, I'm just here to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm the pretty one that's just standing there, <laughs> but they really are the ones that make me look good. They bring the elephants. Um, yes, they bring the elephants. Yeah. Real, fake, doesn't matter. Yeah. They're here for you. Yeah. And so their last event, it was in uh, Epcot, and it was at World Show Place, that box that everyone likes to talk about. But they're it was so weird. Like they had, I don't know if anyone's ever seen uh, Disney fair fairy tale weddings where they do like the wedding cake and it's something that's projected and it goes all around the cake and it looks like, uh, you know, the fairy godmother like hit her wand and now the cake is alive. Yeah, it was similar to something like that because they used like I want to say like an example like the castle. Yep. Uh, something that looked like a castle and then it opened up to a book that talked about their expectations and everything but it was mickey mouse came on stage afterwards it was something really incredible to see because even like their their dinner service like things that came out like were so customized down mm. to like i want to say uh they had like dessert and they had like this chocolate ball but on top of it was like, I want to say like this gold fixture that was edible, but it was, I mean, like gorgeous. Like, I mean, everything yeah. was like incredible. They had a live band afterwards. Like, let me tell you something. This dinner alone probably cost them with a V. Let's just say it covered a whole entire month for the convention center. <laughs> like there was no reason to put any, there was no other event that happened in that month because this group covered that budget for that month Wow! at this hotel. So wow. that overall, I mean, was, <laughs> it was, it was incredible to be a part of because I think they, they had such high expectations, but they were so excited. And I think we, me and my mentor and like you know the four gentlemen that were part of the company we became so close mm -hmm. so in the last night like we're all standing there and our, also our disney event uh consultant um we're all standing there and we see this like happening and everyone is like looking at the screen because it's something they've never seen before and something we've never done before uh like integrated a fairy tale story with a book opening and talking about their company and then Mickey pops out. Yeah. Uh, everybody was like in awe and it was something that like was used just for this event that now is used for other events. Um, but it was yeah, like the template. so, yeah. so cool. Yes. Yeah, awesome. That, that's amazing too, that like you were able to experience this kind of level of detail and service at the highest level. I mean, you can't get much higher than that. And that's mm -mm. because these really like wealthy, there's a, just a lot of money involved that like you can afford it to get to that. Like you're not trying to do this on a budget, you know? Mm -mm. So when, when you can spend the money, you, you can push the limits on what, what you're capable of. And it, it's really cool that you were able to kind of capitalize on that and be able to say, I've been part of these massive events and it probably makes you want to step it up for like all the events that you're doing, no matter how small it is. It's kind of like, oh, this is how good it can be. Watch this. Like, yeah. I can do that here, too, in, in some way or form. Yeah. And I think when I came back to this and 
like leaving Ritz Carlton, mm -hmm. I knew the type of customer service that I was capable of doing. And I knew that it wasn't even, we were using so much money, I would say, mm -hmm. to create that service. Yeah. It was how we executed, how we communicated, the attention to detail. And so when I came back to Disney, I was like, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we can do this, okay? <laughs> yeah. We just need to focus, yeah. give it a little bit of love. And so, like, the things that I learned, uh, you know, with my partners and also being an event manager and how I worked with front desk, like, so many different partners um, inside the hotel that were my coworkers, I integrated that over to where I was working, which, I mean, it was very cool because they – saw it from my point of view and they're like oh that's really cool we should put that in there and i was like yeah 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 so if if someone was interested in getting into event planning event managing or even if you could talk to crystal from 10 to 15 years ago what kind of skills would you tell them you need to work on this and you'll be good like what are some important skills to master when being in the event industry what would you say they are I would say confidence and a thick skin, baby mm, boo. <laughs> really? Oh, baby boo. <laughs> why, why, why confidence because and a thick skin? I think, you know, confidence, uh, because sometimes you're going to have to learn as you go and you're not going to know the answer. But because, you know, you are the face of the hotel for the client, you can't let that show on your face and say, mm, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I think it's being confident and executing it and building that trust between your client that they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, for example, I was at Ritz Carlton, craziest story, and I had uh, Nat Geo, and um, I was doing one of their events, and it was people that paid to travel around the world with Nat Geo for a month, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think each ticket costs about almost $60,000 to fly in a private jet and have everything included. So, oh, wow. okay. Yeah. These people have high expectations, right? Yeah. Yep. So it was their last day of their last day of their event. And, um, we forgot, we dropped the ball and we forgot to, uh, start their breakfast at an appropriate time oh. so they could leave when they had to leave. So I had to go in with, our banquet team and cook their breakfast and uh. my client never knew what occurred what happened behind the scenes even though i was stressing i was like sweating yeah. profusely and like <laughs> cooking these omelets jesus yeah, yeah i literally i was like i remember like i was like oh my god I, like i learned how to cook grits that day because i was <laughs> like i was like jesus take the wheel yeah like <laughs> that was my mindset and so like when i saw the client she's like oh my god everything is so smooth everything was so excellent and like inside i was like i'm dying but i'm so happy you feel that way um so you know that confidence and also thick skin because i think when you're just starting out in the industry like things are going to hurt you things that clients yeah. say to you or things that customers say to you depending yep. what brand you're at I, you or partners as well you have to grow thick skin and let it roll off your shoulders um and not let it affect you you know if it's a if it was a bad event 
and the client wasn't happy, okay, but you can't let that sit on your shoulders constantly. You need to keep it moving and, you know, walk through that door and just be like, okay, like might not have not gone well the first time, but my other group is going to go well. So I think I would tell Crystal those two things a thousand percent because other things are teachable, mm. uh, you know, you can learn how to write a v- uh, an event order. You can learn um, how to write an email, answer a phone, text message, you know, communication, yeah. uh, marketing skills. All those things are teachable. But I think, you know, if you are not confident, don't have thick skin, not open, I would say. Like, if you're faking it as a person, mm. uh, if you're not, like, social butterfly boo-boo this this career path ain't for you it's not for you this life did not choose you yeah you need to look at something else that's at a desk yeah because you need to be a social butterfly right i actually really like that answer because i was expecting some kind of like technical technical like organizational type thing and it makes a lot of sense especially coming from the event industry i could see um where that kind of takes precedence because if you don't have those, it doesn't matter how good you are at, at like text messaging or, or sending a good email because it's going to stop when you talk to a client. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny you say that because that you thought I was going to say something technical. I worked with somebody who literally focused on the technical what failed her as an event manager was that she was working on such technical stuff that she wasn't really willing to learn her clients needs and wants. She didn't know how to separate that. She was more focused on the technical stuff and she didn't get a clear understanding for what the person's expectations were. You know, like she was afraid to communicate with them because she didn't have that personality. And that's not a bad thing. I think people get caught up in that moment. Like I want to, you know, I've always dreamt to be an event manager. Okay, well, you best be knowing, like, you're going to be talking to people all the time. Like, there are moments where I have walked through my house and I have told my husband, I need a moment because Mm. I've been talking all day. I've been living my life. I've been smiling. I need a moment to just, like, not move my face. Oh, that's probably really important, that energy, understanding how to reserve that energy. Mm Mm-hmm. But that energy can go, you know, you can, you know, this for a fact, um, working in the hospitality industry, it is rough. You know, I think people don't even know that either. You need to have the mentality. It is going to be long hours, mm-hmm. stressful hours. There's always going to be a high expectation of you, no matter what you do in events. And it's just the way you approach it. And, you know, is, is it for people, you know, we, I always get this, question sometimes um how do you manage your time being an event manager yeah and the answer is you got to do the best whatever the best you can Mm. and if you're not good with time management again this job is not for you yeah because the show will go on without you with or without you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you'll be left in the dust while everybody else is caught up with your meeting planner and this meeting planner is like, can you be my event manager? Because that girl, she sucks. Yeah. That's the amazing thing from the eight. Uh, I think altogether it was like eight and a half years that I worked in 
in events and AV on the audiovisual side, there were so many moments that it felt like it was hanging on by a thread. But for <laughs> some reason, we always made it work. How did? How does that mm-hmm. happen? Right? It's like uh, yeah. that's where the the thrill and like the agony mm-hmm. of events come in. It's like this yep. this torture, but at the same time, you prove to yourself that you can make it happen. A thousand percent. I always felt that way. You know, like any new challenge and event that I had, I was like, man, am I going to be able to get through this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Lord Jesus Christ, like you're giving me a challenge, boy. Yeah. Like, you know, for example, I I did a car show at the hotel. Did I know jack shit about a car show? Absolutely <laughs> not. I've attended them. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I knew jack shit. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't know anything like, you know, the the policy of a cars inside of a meeting space. I mean, like, I was oh, right, faking the it until I made it. Right, right. Yeah, I literally, until the last moment, I was faking it until I made it. Yeah. When I was said and done that day, I was like, how did that happen? Yeah. How did I get through that? Like, how did I, like, and everyone's like, you did such a great job. I was like, wow, like, there must have been a different person. Like, I must have, like, gotten, yeah. like, possessed because, yeah. like, I, I have no idea what girl you're talking about. Yeah. But this is very true for anything, even if it's not events. Like it, it, you, per, you said it perfectly. It's like confidence. It's like you can learn the stuff. Like you can learn the things, mm-hmm. but you got to be able to also work on your confidence for you to be able to shine. Yeah, and it's not confidence where you have an ego. Right. Oh right, no, right. boo boo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will be brought back down to earth. As I like this boo boo character. As you got up to, <laughs> I mean, like as quickly as you got there, is how you're gonna go far down. I think that's the other thing. People get confused when you say confidence. You're like, oh, I need to have an ego. Mm. No, 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 no. It is being confident, meaning that you you're comfortable with the material that's given to you. You give it the best you can, yeah. and you also are okay with saying, "Help me." Like, mm. I that's I think, true confidence. That's true confidence because like, you're like, okay, I don't know everything, but I'm going to be confident in this and be confident in my team, be confident that like, this is all going to work out Yeah. and like, let's keep it moving. Yeah. I love that. Obviously with the pandemic, the event industry, especially in Orlando has been hit super hard. Tell me about your podcast and kind of how it came about. Cause I know there were some big changes with like our colleagues and all that with Disney, like there was a lot of sad news that was given, right? Um, Yeah. Tell me about your podcast, how it came about and what is it about? So the podcast came about um, with me trying to express myself in a positive way or a negative way. It was kind of like my outlet. Um, And with me and my friend Jen, who's a part of the podcast, uh, she's my co-podcaster. Mm-hmm. She was like somebody that I was chimosa with. With all chimosa means is gossip, mm-hmm. and so she was somebody that I entrusted, uh, and she entrusted me to. And the way we just spoke, like we could speak for hours about things, but also, you know, I think we spun things in a positive way. I think during the pandemic, a lot of people focused on a lot of stupid things, I would say, (laughs) that didn't really necessarily matter more than mental health. Uh, I think 
with 2020, there was a lot of wins and a lot of losses. And the reason why I created the podcast was because unfortunately I lost my dream job Mm. and it was very difficult for me to navigate through those waters and talk about those feelings. And it was great to kind of get them on a platform because I knew that others felt the same way that I felt. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of transitioned to talking about mental health. You know, that's always been our main, main focus, but making people laugh. You know, I, I think when you're always, I listen to sometimes podcasts that are about mental health mm-hmm. and they're always so serious, you know, and right. that's not my personality at all. I know when to put myself in check a thousand percent, but I also know that laughter is the best medicine. And so, you know, that podcast gave me ability to laugh again, um, give me life and talk about things maybe sometimes that are pop culture, Mm -hmm. um, talk about, you know, friends, family, relationships, uh, being married, uh, transitioning in different careers. And so we've been so blessed to have that type of platform that we can kind of go back on and talk about our emotions. You know, sometimes we'll get on a phone call Monday to uh, talk about what we're going to record on Thursday. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's going to be nonsense. You know, like yeah. the last two weeks we've been focusing on, you know, driver's license drama. Um, if anybody is on here and listening to this, listen, <laughs> listen, my Linda's out there. There is a, a young lady that is involved in the celebrity triangle and it is on fire. The tea is so hot. I mean, it keeps on piling, piling on. So, you know, it's things like that. Like we don't we don't always want it to make it sad because that's not what it's meant it's really to for someone to listen and have a good laugh you know days will will be sad um there's days where we'll be happy there's sometimes where it'll be funny but you know mutually for the both of us we lost something but we also gained something you know my friend Jen, unfortunately, was also let go um, of her opportunity at Disney. So she was in events as well? She was. And that's how we met. Um, And we just jived, you know, like, I always tell her, she's like, she's my ride or die. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going, we're, you know. Yeah. Um, So we sat at the pool one day and we were talking and I was like, how? I was like, listen, Mia, like, we talk so much. Like, I mean we could talk for hours uh and i said i feel like people would find us funny okay like (laughs) let let's make people laugh like let's let's make that the goal you know and let's flow with it let's see each week what comes up with it yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of been it um we've interviewed like our family members uh so that's been hilarious um that's what it's all about yeah you know yeah it's all about it's like, just fun i think it's finding something as like i think everybody in 2020 fi- found a side hustle you know a side hustle that brought them some sort of like passion in yeah. a very very dark time in their lives and so i i give it up for people that or applaud them that they're not going to sit here in a dark moment and let that consume them they are going to see the light and they're going to try to you know live whatever that means for them you know being here in orlando and seeing how how 
I like to say, how the mighty have fallen um, just because the hospitality industry here in Orlando has never been thriving the way it was before March of yeah. 2020. It got rocked. And yeah. so, yeah. And I mean, that's not just like the hotel business. That's even events. That's everything. Like mm -hmm. the tourism has been thriving here for yeah. the past four years. Right. And to see it, you know, kind of disintegrate and yeah. disappear is so strange. You know, even I talked to my friends that work and events uh and that are still quote unquote a part mm -hmm. of their their associated company and doing events and we're like dude we're not doing jack shit like yeah it's, it's just rough you know, out there. it's it's rough out there yeah and so i think i don't if anybody asks me where do i see events going i don't know i think right now i i I think it's going to turn more into virtual events mm -hmm. because that's less that's less spend on the company's uh, standpoint. Mm -hmm. Do I think social events are going to be more popular than they were before? Absolutely. I think social events, uh, any seminar seminar for like colleges, um, schools band you name it anything like school related that will still be very popular but i think social events weddings are going to be at an all-time high i think corporation for conferences are going to get there slowly right i think there's a lot of trust that needs to be built there but i think people are dying to you know do weddings do yeah. birthdays you know host those large events with their family members and i think now they're going to shell out more yeah. because all those things were taken away from them. Yeah. And first of all, I really appreciate you being open and, and sharing that your experience in that. And I'm really sorry that you and you said it was Jen, mm -hmm. that you and Jen um, experienced that. But I am, I'm really happy to hear the way you're looking at it in that you're finding outlets to be able to cope with it and also find some light in it um and i i know i know for a fact events are gonna come back i don't know for a fact but i i i hope i have this i'm really hopeful that events are gonna come back even stronger and mm -hmm. it's gonna take people with your mentality you guys are the ones that are gonna come out of it like yeah it, and know. i and i definitely do think events will come back i yeah. think I think the biggest issue is the trust factor. Mm -hmm. And I think companies, even no matter what company it is, it, even Disney, I think building that trust with your customer is very difficult right now. But I understand it. You know, being from the outside, being an outsider now, that's a very scary thing to bring even 50 people to a hotel right now. You're responsible for every one of those people's lives. Yeah. And so you can't go in there and guarantee everything's going to be hunky dory. It's a different world that we're living in. And do I think events is going to come back? A thousand percent. I pray for it every single day. But I think I'm not going to stay like negative Nancy and be upset about the things that have occurred. I think for me, it's just, if anything, continue building my craft. Yeah. Continue, you know, learning. Mm hmm. 
and enjoy the maybe the times that I didn't have before, you know, the leisure time that I didn't have before. I, I think before I was like, <laughs> I always laugh when I was like, when I found, when we found out we were all furloughed, which we all were. <laughs> yeah. I like stood there and I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, this is my life. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm you lived events, here and yeah. like, yeah, like I was like, I'm supposed to sit here and just like chillax. Like, what is that <laughs> word? Like, relax. What? <laughs> Yeah. I don't need to relax. Like welcome, I need to be Crystal. on the go. Welcome. Yeah. I, I'm, so, yeah. I'm, I'm three years out. Welcome. <laughs> I like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like my husband's <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Like you're yeah. so antsy. And I'm like, almost like, you know, like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to see if anybody wants to do anything. Like, yeah. and, and my husband's like, Crystal, we're living through a pandemic. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I guess, uh, you're on that. I guess I'm going to have to figure it out. <laughs> well, that's, you know, I think the podcast is perfect for you. And I think it, it, it keeps up your communication chops. It, mm-hmm. it, it really does. I mean, even for myself, like the podcast that I started, it's helping me with my corporate job because I work co- a corporate job full time. There's mm-hmm. no doubt that like my communication chops and and customer service skills doing this, what you're doing with your podcast, it's helping with that. And whatever opportunity comes in the future, you're going to be steps ahead of people who might not have taken the time to build up other skills you know, while they wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I think if you're going to sit there and ponder and be negative, fancy and down, and kind of stay stagnant mm-hmm. and your emotions and what you're feeling, you're not involving yourself as a human. And so I think even, you know, from Jen's like point of view, we, th- we think in the same way, like, we can only get better mm-hmm. if we continue on. You know, you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta pick yourself up and be like, "Well, shit." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's always been my standpoint. You know, I've I've had shitty things happen to me in life. I've had other awful experiences. You mm-hmm. know? and so like this kid, I cannot let this write who I am. Mm. And so. I think I'm excited for the future. Yeah. I'm hoping like we'll, we'll all get it back in the game. Yes. Like, <laughs> we'll all be back part of the ch- the chest. Um, but yeah, you know, like if it, if it doesn't happen, I think it's okay. You know, there's other things. I think there's always a plan for people in life. Yeah. I hate like bringing up God, but like, it's true, you know, like God has a plan for you. Mm-hmm. It might not be what you're just looking at right now but it might be bigger than that and yeah. you might be meant for bigger things you know i i feel my in my heart like you said i'm going to be ahead of people because i'm not going to let misery become my company mm-hmm. so, something will something will present itself to you and it's it's going to be awesome and you're going to do amazing at it i i love that mentality and i guess i guess i just want to close out with one final question um what's something in your personal life or even work life that you are trying to improve on at the moment? I would say I am trying to improve on not having self-doubt in myself anymore. I think throughout this whole entire experience, I think I constantly sit down self-doubt and like, oh, like I'm the problem or, you know, I can't. Um, 
and I come up with all these scenarios. You, they always say like, you are your worst enemy, completely a thousand percent. So I think for me, I've been trying to focus on other things than focus on the negative. So that's something that I, I continue working on personally and at work. Cause I think we're always, we're, we're the hardest on ourselves. So like yeah. when we fail at work, we're going to be even harder than like our boss giving us that look. Right. And that's the same exact thing in, in personal, like our spouse, our, our friends, our, you know, our parents. I mean, my mom has, my mom always keeps me in check. That's, I mean, she's crazy. She's a crazy Dominican, but she keeps me in check. Like she's like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> cry Shout today, outs but to mom. clear. Yeah. Like dry up and like, let's keep it moving. So, <laughs> really? you know, I, <laughs> she she's like always like she's a thousand percent she's a i always say like she <laughs> she's always like i'm just really strong crystal and i'm like no you're just like <laughs> sometimes extremely heartless like don't ever say that to somebody oh i'm gosh. your kid so like i have to accept it because you're my mother but like don't say that to another human being because they're gonna be like man is that woman heartless <laughs> like that's cold <laughs> so you know she's cold yeah. she's freezing it's antarctica over here yeah. <laughs> so i i i think those are things to like for anybody to work on so that's something that i'm i'm constantly working on to get better at that that's beautiful let's wrap this up let's strike the show how can people get a hold of you and listen to the podcast well we do have an instagram Ooh, boo -boo. I know, I do boo boo, um, and it is talk to me, Miha, and then also uh, we are on all podcast platforms, uh, mostly Spotify. Okay, you can listen to us on there. Uh, we upload a video every other week on a Thursday night. Um, but yeah, you know, if you have any questions, concerns, or you know, you want to talk more about event planning, that's the best way to reach me. Uh, message me, you know, slide into my DMs like uh, all the millennials are now saying. I don't, right. I don't yeah. even know what that is. That's kind of <laughs> creepy when people are like, I, sl I, I slid into your DMs. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, like, who are you talking to? Boy, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm married. That's not, is, that, is that the way your mama told you to yeah. talk? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, message us. We're, we love hearing from people. Um, or, you know, if you think we're a hoot when you listen to us and you're like, I would love to talk to those girls and be on their podcast, more the merrier. That's awesome. So talk to me, Miha. That's yeah. talk to me, M-I-J-A. Yes. For, for the folks who don't know what Miha is. And Miha means girl. Like, you know, like, talk to me, talk girl. To me girl. Yeah. Like, and I think you can translation, like, put that in anything, like, mm -hmm. just talk to me. And that's really basically what it is. Like, it's, tell me what's on your mind. <laughs> Love it. All right, Crystal, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me and talking events and catching up. You're welcome. I'm so happy I was able to be a part of it. I missed you. I know, right? It's been, it's been quite a while. Yeah, it has been quite a while. But thank you for letting me be a part of it. It was good. Of course. All right, everybody, with that, we're signing off. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Craft Talk. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.